When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Brad Marchand's suspension. We're going to talk a little bit about Jack Stanika and how he's not being used. And I'll talk a little bit about the Olympics. So, we have Brad Marchand. Now, he gets suspended yet again, and I believe this is his eighth or ninth time in his career. Well, here's the thing. I'm getting a for years I've stuck up for the guy. I mean, half of those suspensions he shouldn't have been suspended for because they those calls were questionable to begin with. All right, so he shouldn't have been suspended. But this uh this past week with uh, Tristan Jari, yeah, he, I believe he should have he got what he deserved. And I know there's a lot of you Bruins fans that are out there saying you know, he he didn't do anything wrong. He did nothing. Hey, the guy basically, the punch in the head, that that doesn't really matter. All right? That's a punch to the head. That shouldn't have been a suspension. But for swinging your stick at a guy's head, going head hunting, yeah, that, that, that to me is a suspension. So the punch in the head, wasn't that wasn't anything. It was basically the stick to the, to the mask. Now, in some in the video, it doesn't look like he hit him and Jari just sold it. But still, you don't go and do that, you know, to a fellow, you know, to another player. I don't care if he's wearing a mask or not. You don't do that. Therefore, he deserved the suspension. And I know some of you Bruins fans are going to be telling me no, but yeah. And to be honest, he's appealing his suspension. And to be he shouldn't even appeal it. I mean, just take it. Just take the suspension and be done with it. I mean, you're you're the leading goal scorer on the team right now. You know, the team depends on you and you're in the middle of a playoff race and you go something go do something stupid like that. It doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. Brad Marchand has become a liability to this franchise. He's seriously, it, every time he gets suspended, it makes not only him look bad, but it makes the organization look bad. And, you know, if you're a Bruins fan, are you getting tired of it? Or are you just saying, oh, it's only Brad Marchand? All right? Because the thing is, throughout the a bunch of years, you know, everybody's saying that he was a dirty player. Well, now, 
for years, I've been saying, well, no, it's just the way the game is played. He's playing the game, and he just it's just, you know, the way he plays the game. You know, he plays it. He plays it tough. You know, and sometimes he comes. You know, sometimes the plays that he's he's in are, you know, questionable for suspension. And like I said, some of those plays he shouldn't have gotten suspended for. But this one, yeah, this one take this one he deserved it. I'm gonna plain out saying he deserved it, and you know I'm tired of sticking up for him. Okay, I'm tired of sticking up for for him. You know, and maybe, maybe it's time to move on. You know, maybe, you know, you got you got to think, you know, Don Sweeney, you know, Cassidy, Neely, and even Bergeron should sit down with this guy and tell him, stop with the antics already. Because you're, you're hurting your team. Him sitting out for six games is going to hurt his, his team's chances of possibly making the playoffs. But maybe it's time to move on. Maybe trade deadline. You could probably find, I know that there's a team out there that would love to have him. And maybe you can get a de- really good blockbuster deal. Maybe get some prospects. Maybe get some picks. Not that the picks are going to matter because Don Sweeney doesn't know how to doesn't know how to draft players. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it is time to move on. And the thing is, you know, you, there's a question about Bergeron. He he may not be here. There was a couple couple of days ago, you know, he he may have he may be retiring because of this you know because of his recent injury. And let me tell you something. That was you know, Brad Marchand going back to the whole Marchand thing. Brad Marchand gets suspended for, you know, for a slew foot, but yet somebody like Peak like what happened on last last week with the Pittsburgh Penguins, where's Sidney Crosby's suspension for that slew foot? Where's Sidney Crosby's suspension? Where's where's the suspensions for um for PK Subban. I don't know. Sometimes I know it's based on player history too, but you know, like I said, there were some of those calls in in Brad's past that, you know, that were questionable for suspension. There were some of those that he shouldn't have been suspended for. So, I'm off of that right now. But moving on though, you would think though that first of all, well, first of all, I got to say that maybe it's time that even though the Bruins make the playoffs, maybe it's time for Don Sweeney to actually go. Maybe, maybe they need to blow up the front office. Not holding, I'm not holding Cam Neely accountable for, for, for this, but still you need to, you need to like really do something with that front office because Don Sweeney has, I mean, yeah, you could say, well, they went to the cup finals in 2019, but still the guy can't, the guy doesn't know how to draft. I mean, two of the players he drafted in 2015 want to be traded. And why haven't they, I mean, DeBrusque asked for asked for a trade back, I think, around Thanksgiving, and they still haven't moved him yet. You know, what is he waiting for? I mean, I, I understand he's trying to wait for a decent kind of a deal. I mean, is he waiting for some type of a big deal to, to come at the trade deadline? I don't know. But we're almost about a month away from the trade deadline, and start, the trades just start picking up. So maybe maybe in a couple of days or weeks, we may see DeBrusco. But still, Sweeney really hasn't done much. You know? And the thing is that... The thing is 
you know, you also have to deal with, you know, Bruce Cassidy. I think Bruce, I think Bruce Cassidy needs to go because he's finally lo- I believe he's lost the room. Now you lost your two star players for the past couple for the past few games, maybe even more. I haven't really checked on what's what the status is of, of Patrice Bergeron as of the recording of the podcast, but I think that he needs to go because he doesn't know he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, think about it. Here you here you have you're bringing up Jackson Ika, who is one of your top prospects, and you're sticking them with in between DeBrusque and Felino. Why are you doing why this is the reason why the kid doesn't get a break? Because you're sticking them on a line with two with a player that doesn't want to be here and a player that shouldn't have been signed. Because to me, the Felino signing was a waste of a was a waste of a roster spot. Okay? That was a waste. But you're putting Jack Stanika between those two guys. And I want to see him get top line minutes between Hall and Pasta. I do. I don't want to see Halla in there. I mean, that that's another that's another questionable thing. So I want to see, you know, I want to see some of these younger guys get, actually get a chance because they're going to need to get chances because who knows how this could be it for Bergeron because if he if if his head injury is is bad, he could be looking at possibly missing the rest of the season or even retirement. You have, you know, Brad Marchand being an idiot. So basically, I'm thinking maybe it's time that we blow this team up, start over, and start over with the front office. Now, I don't know who they would get for the as the general manager right now, but still, he doesn't know what even the the only big the only good trade he's ever made or good signing or whatever was was getting was getting Hall in here. That's about it. I mean, the rest of these guys are horrible. You know, I would keep Charlie Coyle because he's a pretty decent third liner. You know, Anton Blee, pretty decent. You know, um, Oscar Steen, why did they send him down? It's like unbelievable. You know, start playing your younger guys who you've drafted and are coming up through the system. Because right now, this team, I mean, if you take a look at it right now, this team could be a really good team in the future because you're going to have guys like, not only are you going to are you gonna have, you know, Pasternak in there, you're going to have Fabian Lysel in there, you're going to have Jack Stanika, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a lot of these younger talent. And the thing is, you're hiding some of them down in the, down in Providence. To be, and Jack Stanika... I would like to see Jackson Nika actually play get second line minutes like I was talk like I was saying in the beginning of the season. He should be up to he should be playing on the second line with with Holland Pasta. Okay? That's that's the thing. You know, and with Fabian Lysel excelling over in the Western Hockey League with the Vancouver Giants, that kid's going to be that's good that kid's a left winger. And that kid's going to be pretty decent too. So you might as well just dump, you know, Brad Marchand. Because I have a feeling that Fabian Lysel would be perfect, would be a perfect fit for Patrice Bergeron. But we don't know if Bergeron's going to be here next year. Whether he retires because of his recent injury or, you know, there's a there are has been talk that he might 
even, you know, pack up and, you know, he, I believe he is a free agent. And there's been talk about him going to Montreal since his, his former agent is now general manager of the, of the Montreal Canadiens. But the thing is, they have to really look at the, I mean, they have to look at the future of this franchise. They seriously got to take a look, you know, at some of the younger talent. Even Oscar, even with Oscar Steen, you know, they sent him down and and I'm saying to myself, why? Because, you know, Felino came back. How about Felino being a healthy scratch and sitting up on the ninth floor for a few games? Or how about for the rest of the season? Okay, because everybody got their got their wish, and you know, with the with Tuka Rask, you know, retiring, you know, J- Jeremy Swayman and um, Linus Allmark are now your, you know, your goaltending tandem for the rest of the season. You know how well are they get? I mean, how they're young, they're young players. So how long or how um, how are they going to play moving forward? I know everybody's high on Jeremy Swayman, but is he is he the you know is he better than Rask? You know, will he have a career like Tuka Rask? We don't know. I mean, he could wind up like a like Blaine Locker in a few years, and possibly you know playing you know bouncing around from team to team, league to league, and then end up playing in the you know playing in over in Europe. And speaking of playing over in Europe. You know, you have David Krejci, you know, who's playing over there in his, in the Czech Republic and, you know, went back home and everything, and he's playing in the Olympics. Haven't really paid much attention to what, you know, team what the Czech team is doing. And everybody's saying that he's he's looking, he's coming back. He's going to come back. Well, let me tell you something. He's not going to be able to come back to the Bruins because he's got to get he's got to clear waivers. And there is no way he's going to clear waivers unless somebody's going to go and claim, going to say we're going to go and claim him, and the Bruins end up making a trade. You know, saying, "Hey, listen, if you guys don't pick um, David Krejci, we'll give you the, we'll give you these, we'll 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 give you these, you know, we'll give you these picks or whatever." So. That's another possibility, but I don't I don't really see David Krejci coming back this year. I don't see him coming back next year. And like I said, he's got to pass through waivers. And the thing is, if, you know, Sweeney decides, I mean, my my fear is that basically Don Sweeney at the any with any trade even, even between now and the trade deadline is going to is going to do something foolish. He's going to trade a Fabian Lysel. He's going to trade a Jeremy Swayman. Heck, he could probably go out. I mean, probably he's dumb enough to trade Pasternak too, because he thinks he could get a good deal for something. I have an idea. Let's instead of trading away the younger talent, or you know, our prospect, you know, Bruins prospects. How about you deal away Brad Marchand? And I'm pretty, and I'm pretty, and I know there's probably Bruins fans that are like, "Oh my God, you can't trade Brad Marchand." You know what? At this point, at this point, I don't think you have a choice. All right, because because of his late. I mean, to be honest, I'm even a. I even hated that that you know him swinging his stick. You know, 
I mean, I have a Brad Marchand Winter Classic jersey hanging up on my in my um in my closet right now. I'm actually thinking about packing that thing away. I mean, I'm starting to hate the guy. I'm starting to hate him too. But you know, we don't know what's going on with this. You know, with this organization. I mean, what they're doing. What Don Sweeney's doing is like he's just, you know, he has two guys who have asked for trades since December or early January, and yet he hasn't made a move on either one of them. You know, get some picks. Not that you're going to use, you know, not that you're going to do something smart with them, but still. You know, and it starts from the top. And I'm not putting, I, like I said, I'm not putting the blame on, on Cam Neely a lot, but. I'm hoping that if they do decide to move, you know, demote Don Sweeney, I don't think Don Sweeney will look at, you know, will still be part of the organization. He'll always, I think he'll always be part of the Bruins organization unless he decides he's going to go somewhere. But I do, I do think it's time to like start some from scratch, get some, get a new general manager, get a new coach. You know, and somebody somebody that actually knows, you know, what they're doing as a general manager. Not just going out and signing somebody because you need a body. Because that's what the Felino deal was. You know, they needed a you know, they needed a player. You know, Derek Forbert. You know, they needed they needed a player. You know, to me, some of those players, you know, don't fit what the Bruins are. And the Bruins have lost their identity in recent years. You know, I know that the I know that the league every now and then goes with, you know, instead of the big guys, they go with the the speed and the finesse and stuff like that. But there's something lacking with this team, and that's an enforcer. Now, enforcers haven't been around the league in a long time. But I think they need that. And that brings up again with Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand is probably the only player on the team that's sticking up, you know, for you know, sticking up for when a player goes down with it, you know, a cheap hit or something. But, you know, this team need, I mean, the thing is, the league needs to bring back the enforcers. You know, none of this, you know, the fourth line checking guy, you know, they need the guys like a Bob Prober, a Ty Domi, you know, I want to see guys like that again. You know, Brian Marchment, you know, Stu Grimson, bring those guys back. You know, those type of players. That's what's missing in this league because maybe if you had these kind of guys in the league again, there wouldn't be a lot of, there wouldn't be that many suspensions. There wouldn't be guys like Brad Marchant doing bonehead crap. Okay? There wouldn't be. And it just doesn't make, you know, it just doesn't, you know, ever since like they, you know, we can't have these, you know, oh, we we need faster skaters. We need more finesse guys. No, you need guys. Out, I mean, yeah, you guys have grinders out there that could bang and stuff like like Trent Frederick. When Trent Frederick's not in the lineup, you know, the, you know, there's no Trent Frederick is the only one that's like sticking up for his team besides Brad Marchand. But he's hardly in the lineup because Bruce Cassidy doesn't know who, who to put in. You know, he doesn't. So my thing is that right now the team really needs to just, you know, start from scratch. 
whether he make the playoffs this year or not, I think it's time to really seriously blow up the team. And if and if that, you know, start selling off, you know, you know, veterans. And if that means getting rid of a Brad Marshawn, I'm all for it now. In the past, I would be like, oh, okay, you know, no, don't because he's our leading goal scorer. Yeah, he's 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 leading the team in goals. He's got the goal, you know, he's he's being a but you know, right now he's he's probably being a bonehead. And that's something you really you don't want that distraction, and I feel like that's gonna be a distraction moving forward. Now on to the Olympics. Um I'm enjoying this Olympics. I gotta tell you, I'm really enjoying watching this this Olympic Games because there's no there's very little NHL players in there. There there are some NHL or former NHL players in there, but the US United States team is back to being where it should be. Back with college kids and they're doing quite well now they had a big win over canada a couple nights ago and a lot of people and a lot of people have been saying oh this is another miracle on ice no it's not miracle on ice okay this isn't this isn't anywhere near miracle on ice nowhere near it yes they are college kids or some of them some of the guys on the u.s roster are college kids but you also you also have guys in there who are former NHLers who are playing over in Europe. So, you know, and you got to and you got to realize, you know, this isn't. Yeah, they're college kids. The 1980 team was college kids, but still, this is not. You know, the, the miracle on ice was really the you a bunch of college kids going out and beating. The Russians. That's what the main miracle on ice was. Was these college kids going out and beating a Russian a Russian hockey team that has been playing for year professionally for years. All right, and have been dominant for years. All right, Russia. I mean, I don't know what kind of a team Russia has put together. It's probably a bunch of KHL professionals, but still. You can't compare it to the Miracle on Ice. But I got to tell you, I'm loving seeing a lot of these young kids, these young college kids, you know, who are going to be someday be, you know, prospects or or who are prospects. But some of these young kids are going to be playing in the NHL and they're playing and they're all having an excellent year. You know, we're going to have to see, you know, winning a gold medal. Is it going to be a miracle? Another miracle? No. But it is going to be fun watching a bunch of college kids, not NHLers, win a gold medal. And the funny part is that this bunch of college kids went out and beat Canada when a group of NHLers can't beat another group of NHLers. But this is this is what this is what the Olympics are supposed to be. You know, amateur guys trying to, you know, trying to win a gold, not only win a gold medal, but earn some respect. Okay. You know, we're, you know, a lot of these kids are probably going to make the jump to the NHL in like another year or two. But it's, it's to me, this is, this is more fun than watching, you know, 
you know, somebody like Sidney Crosby, you know, and other things. And I'm going to go back to, I'm, and, and I know I'm going back, going back to the beginning of the podcast with Brad Marchand, but you guys got to remember a lot of you guys who have trash talked him years and years and years, especially you people, especially a lot of you um, fans, a lot of the fans up in Canada who are, you know, don't like him. He was basically on your line. He was on the top line of that of those those Canadian Olympic teams with Sidney Crosby and Patrice Bergeron. But back to the uh back to the Olympics now. Um this is this is going to be this to me. It's it, this is a lot better than having the NHL because you don't know what to expect. You don't know who's going to be dominant. All right? You don't know what team, you know, there there are some teams that have former NHLers on them. The, the United States does. Stephen Camphor, who played for the Bruins, the Rangers, and a couple of other teams. You know, they also have, you know, the uh, Canadian team has uh, one of the Stahl brothers. Don't know which one because there's so many of them. And then you have David Krejci and Yarmir Yager. And I believe Yarmir Yager is playing for the Czech, Czech Republic. I don't know. But you do have a lot of former NHLers. That are still that are participating in these Olympics, even though that they're um, even though that they're no longer under an NHL contract. I mean, Stahl is under an AHL contract, which made him eligible to go. You know, Stephen Camphor, I believe, is playing over in. I think he's playing over in Europe. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm not sure what he's doing, but I'm pretty sure he's playing over in Europe. You know, he's another former NHLer. There's a former, I mean, Aaron Ness who played for, you know, who's been playing for the Providence Bruins, you know, since he's not under an NHL contract, he was eligible to play for in the Olympics. So, but it's, it's kind of nice not seeing, you know, guys like, I know people wanted to, I know people are excited to see guys like Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid and Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, you know, guys like that, um, you know. All these, all these great NHLers playing in the Olympics, but this is this to me is a lot better than watching it because you, it's too unpredictable. All right, you know you can possibly you know if the NHL players were in the Olympics right now, you know the Canada and the U.S. would probably be dominant. At least, at least with this four, at least with the way the teams are put together, it's anybody's tournament. But right now. I think that, you know, this is this is awesome. You know, I like seeing guys like Jake Sanderson, you know, getting a chance to play, you know, in the Olympics. You know, these younger guys, you know, these young prospects who are playing in college right now, there there's a spotlight on these guys. You know, if you're the Ottawa Senators, you know, you're you're gonna enjoy watching, you know, you're a fan of the Ottawa Senators, you're gonna enjoy watching, you know, Jake Sanderson. You know, there's the there's the other kid that's playing with the team too. You know, you actually have all these all these young guys who are playing. You know, who are prospects. You know, in the NHL. You know, one of the guy one of the kids is playing for. You know, was the first overall pick of the Seattle Kraken, and he's from Michigan. And Michigan's got a lot of talented hockey players out there. And. You know, we're to the point where they could possibly go to the Frozen Four. 
So the Olympic, I'm to me, the Olympics are are really fun to watch this time. And hopefully within by next week, we're talking. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how the U.S. won the gold medal with college kids again. Maybe that's the only way the United States hockey team is going to win gold medals is with college kids and not with professionals. But it's going to be it's it's going to be fun. I love watching watching young prospects. I love watching, you know, learning about how the, you know, especially college kids, you know, following a college kid's career like like watching uh, Adam Huska, who plays for the, who's part of the Rangers organization. You know, he came in from, he came in from um, the Hartford, he came in from UConn, and is playing in the AHL. You have the same thing. Another UConn goalie, Thomas Vomachka, he's making his way up. He was playing for the Florida Everblades, started the season with them. You know, and I think he cracked the um, the Milwaukee Admirals. Line, you know, started a few games for Milwaukee, was called up there. You know, who, who knows? You know, he's he's in the he's in the Nashville Predators organization, so maybe one day he'll be playing for the Nashville Predators. We really, you know, who knows what's happening there? But I think that the this was the way to go with the um, with the um, with the Olympics this year. I feel that. You know, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go full blown U.S. Olympic hockey team, you know, you know, go with college kids. Don't go with. I mean, to be honest, it's not that fun. I mean, you see these guys on a nightly basis. Do we really need to see these guys? You know, these million, these guys making million dollars, going after a dream. Some kid, you know, there's some college kid right now. You know, there's some college kid right now who's playing in who's playing in, you know, the university of whatever, you know, who know, you know, or some prep school kid who's just got a deal to go to Boston College. And there was a really cool picture with the um, NH with the uh, U.S. Olympic hockey team, how they all held up the banners of their colleges. I think that was really cool, too. I mean, you guys, I mean, if you think about it. You know, you think about it. You have kids like you know, uh, you know. I know you have David Warofsky, who's who's a former NHLer, who's currently playing over in in Germany. But you also have you know a whole you know Kenny Augustino, who's playing in the Kenny KHL. You know, but a lot of these kids are playing over in you know quite a few. There's quite a few um, AHL, uh, quite a few um, professionals on this U.S. Olympic hockey team who are actually still playing pro. Like I said, Stephen Camphor is playing in the KHL. Brian O'Neill is playing in the KHL. You know, you have quite a few guys. You know, a couple a couple of guys. Um Nick Shore is also playing in the in the um in the in the um KHL. Aaron Ness I brought up, he's playing for Providence, so but there's quite a few play. There's a lot of, you know, those are just a number of small little professionals that they brought in. Mainly a lot of these guys are a lot are college kids. You know, a lot of them are college kids. This is a college team. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else that they can do. I mean, they're into the next round. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Now, as far as the as far as the the stat coaching staff goes, 
I think they they nailed it with the the coaching staff. I mean, David Quinn, who was fired by the Rangers last year, was able to slide right in there and and take over as head coach. And the thing is, he's he wasn't he wasn't a he wasn't an he's not an NHL coach. He's a college coach, and these are college teams. Same goes for Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks was a college coach. He brought in college players, and he was successful. So, I'm really looking forward to the for the rest of the Olympics. I mean. Looking at the Bruins, I think the I think that the right now the most exciting hockey right now, other than the Bruins, I mean, other than the Bruins right now is is the Team USA, because this is what the Olympics should be. It should be only the you know amateurs, amateurs and maybe former professionals. Now, if you like the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and. You know, it would be helpful if you guys, you know, rated me and, you know, subscribed and do did all that stuff. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.